So I've just had a cup of tea. What have you just had, Johnny? Double espresso. <laughs> and it's 3pm because he's an absolute nutter. You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain. With none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. So I just think life's too short. <laughs> and this, this was the response that we got from a few people as well. I posted a, an Instagram post about how to break your coffee addiction and there was a lot of fuck-offs. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not in the comments. Now, can, this, we, can we start with a story? Yeah, so they, well, what's the story? About when you worked for a certain uh, yeah, investment so bank. And what, and the man? No, no, not, no, no, no. Your, so your experience, because what I feel like I've seen it with you over time. I've become is, an absolute lameoid with yeah, caffeine. Like, lameoid. Lameoid. What was it? I, I, like I wouldn't even have. I think Johnny offered me a cup of tea at five p.m. the other day, and I was like, "Oh, bloody hell! No, you're kidding." Well, yeah, it's at the point now where you won't even have like a shot of coffee. Like you wouldn't even have a, a week. It's. I have a shot of coffee in a in a safe with a big button that says like break glass in yeah. case of emergency. Yeah. And I'll only use it then. But back then you were having... Back then I was pounding the caffeine. So yeah, I talk about this a couple of times, which is... I used to be working in Edinburgh uh, in winter, pounding the caffeine, wake up for work, 7am, or leave the house for work at 7am rather, and it's dark outside. Get to work, you're in an office where the windows are far away, hammering the coffee all day, finish work at 6pm, it's dark, come home, you've had no sunlight all day and you've been pounding the coffee. And I got... Seasonal affective disorder, or the the symptoms of uh, symptoms of that. So, poor sleep, low mood, mental fog, uh, absent sex drive, general lack of motivation. You were a moody poo, weren't you? Moody poo. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and I looked into this, and it looks like so because caffeine suppresses the vitamin D receptor, and you're in Scotland, which has poor sunlight anyway, and you're not getting any kind of exposure to sunlight that you've engineered seasonal affective disorder and vitamin D deficiency in yourself. So I stopped with the caffeine, hammered the vitamin D for a while, very quickly, mood improved, sleep improved, and all of that. And it did make me realize that I was relying on coffee and caffeine pills during the day, having maybe eight, 800 milligrams a day, which is the equivalent of 10 coffees. And by that point, it was like, okay, I need to just go cold turkey. And I have ever since. And I occasionally cycle it in. I'll have a few weeks where I do use caffeine again because there are certainly established benefits to it. But going cold turkey was quite unpleasant. There was definitely the three-day hump. There was the mental fog for a while when I stopped. Um, and, you know, because you've, you, you've been spending some time radically changing your neurochemistry and creating adaptations to that, and then suddenly stopping the thing that was changing it. So there's going to be a rebound. Johnny took a much more sensible response to breaking his coffee addiction, which was what is in this uh, this post. It was simply, in fact, do you want to go through it? Sure. So I think the first thing to mention is this was something that I did for a period of time. It took me about, took me a little bit over a month to do, and the only reason that I did it really was. As, as I think really, any anytime you feel any level of dependence on anything in your life, anything from your, something that we've spoken about quite a bit, your phone, whether it's a specific 
uh, drug like nicotine or caffeine or something more severe um, or whether it's like a certain food or a certain habit I think trying to go cold turkey or trying to wean yourself off it is a good idea even if it's just to prove to yourself that you can have a period of time away from it so what I started doing in the first week and this it actually starts a little bit before the image is I started just saying okay rather than just having coffee as and when I want in as many as, as much as I want I'll start paying more attention to you know how many coffees am I actually having and it began with first step Try first, yeah. get a baseline. What am I? What is going on here? Is it actually even a problem, or do I just feel like it's a problem? Because it's one of those things that people go, "Oh, coffee's bad for you, mate." So I was having roughly four coffees a day, spread across like when I woke up to around two o'clock in the afternoon. So I thought, okay, baseline this week, four coffees, and they can be whatever I want. They don't have to be the special kind of coffee. That I don't have to have to have any decaf or anything like that. Four coffees a day. <clears throat> in the second week, I replaced the fourth coffee with decaf. So the nice thing about this is you barely even notice it. Like the fourth, the fourth coffee, the amount of caffeine in the fourth coffee isn't going to make or break how you feel during the day. You barely even notice. The week after that, the third coffee was decaf. So two caffeinated, two decaf. Week after that, one caffeinated, three decaf, until eventually you're just drinking decaf coffee. Now, decaf coffee isn't completely without caffeine. There is, what, what were you saying? Three, three, three milligrams per... So, so consider... A regular coffee has about 80 milligrams of caffeine in, if it's a large coffee. A cup of tea maybe has 30, a cup of green tea maybe 20, and a decaf, 3 milligrams. So I was, I was trying to find so, a... In fact, we even have a, a chart, right? We have a the, chart here. On, so. No, no, on, the, on another post on Instagram, I think we've posted. Have, uh, I, have I imagined that? Maybe I've imagined that. Maybe in an article somewhere, but yeah, so... If you're having four coffees a day, that's four times 80, 320 milligrams of caffeine. That's certainly more than enough to get the uh, training benefits from. But because caffeine takes six to 10 hours to reach its half-life and about 24 to 30 hours to be fully eliminated from your system, and that will increase based on the, the, the dose as well, that... If you're having a coffee at 2 p.m., that will categorically disrupt your sleep. And most people will be like, oh, well, I don't notice the difference. And mm -hmm. they'll be like, yep, yeah, that's fine. You may not notice the difference, but the amount of REM sleep that you have will reduce. And we are known in the data to be very poor at subjectively assessing how well we've slept and how much sleep is affecting our performance negatively. So it could be that you are sleeping poorly or you're having you're not sleeping, you haven't got enough um, sleep or enough REM sleep and it's affecting your performance and you don't even know it and you're not aware of how much it's detracting from it until you were to improve your sleep quality and then see the difference. So replacing with a decaf replaces an 80 milligram coffee with a three milligram one. Pretty big so, shift, right? Pretty big shift. So by the end of the four weeks, you're having four times three, 12 milligrams of coffee, of caffeine which is equivalent to half of a green tea spread throughout the day. So <laughs> if that's what if that's still affecting you, then you've really... Something to consider with all of this as well, like we're talking about coffee. That's really the only reason why that's using this example. That was pretty much where I got caffeine from. Like I don't have that many caffeinated soft drinks. And if I do, it's very rare. I don't, I'm not having large amounts of tea. I don't use any supplemental caffeine. I don't use pre-workouts or anything like that. So for me, it was a very easy thing to control because I just I know how many coffees I have 
I know roughly how much caffeine's in each coffee. And I think the thing that's maybe different between Yusuf and I is that for you, you were having, like you were using caffeine tablets and supplements. Caffeine tablets, pre-workouts, coffee, I was absolutely tanning it. But you don't, coffee's not something that you would drink for pleasure necessarily. Like not you don't really. wake up and think, oh, I'd love a cup of coffee. I've, so interestingly enough, I've, I've come to enjoy it more recently. Really? That's but I think that's because the coffee that was in the office was that kind of soot stuff. Oh, uh, you know, awful. The, the, yeah, like yeah. The cheapest level thing. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I was, it, it was purely function back then. I think really nice coffee. I think people who are into coffee and a lot of the people who told us to fuck off <laughs> are, are really into coffee. One so, of them sells coffee. One of them sells coffee. So <clears throat> saying, you know, remove coffee categorically is often something that people don't want to do, you know, caffeine aside. And it is one hell of a drug. You know, we've all felt the effects of pre and post caffeine mm. and how you feel as a result. But you tend to be great at something that is very mechanical, very, very repeatable. You tend to have less creative thought. You very tend good to be, kind of left brain activities, but yeah. not and so it, much. It definitely adds to anxiety. Like if you've got a busy, stressful morning, and you've had a lot of coffee to, comp- to to throw in the mix with that, you're going to feel more anxious. So and again, supported in the data that mm. anxiety will increase. Hello, Johnny here. Just a short interruption to this episode. I know what you're thinking. This show was brought to you by none of that. Trust me, we have something completely free, something to give you today. So we're aware that you guys who've been listening to our podcast, you've heard before us talk about the show notes and other places to go to download things from propanefitness.com. But we want to give those of you who listen to our podcast something completely different, something completely unique that we don't provide anywhere else. So we want to give you something that is actually a membership area or a membership portal where we have loads of free goodies, some downloads and things to watch some trainings and some free presentations that we want to give you all bundled together, completely free. All you have to do is go to propanefitness.com forward slash gift. There's no email opt-in. There's no enter your email and receive this. It's completely obligation-free. You just enter your email, enter your username rather, and your password, and then you'll be sent login details. So completely free. In there, we have some training on the 3i formula. That's the framework that we use with all of our coaching students and loads of other free goodies. So that's propanefitness.com forward slash gift. Head over there now pick up your free training and we hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoy the rest of this episode and we'll speak soon. So, the, I mean, this this decaf thing, it's so simple. I know. It's such a, it's such an elegant way of doing it because as you said, you still, placebo-wise as well, you still feel like you're drinking drinking four coffees a day. So it's, it, it isn't quite as nice. Okay. It, t- it does taste a little bit different, but like for the benefits that you get, I think it's definitely well worth it. And the nice thing about that kind of approach is that you don't get that nasty reactive, like, oh, I've got such a bad headache today because I had 400 milligrams of caffeine yesterday, none today. So slowly weaning yourself off it gets over any of those effects. And by the time it's week four, week five, you have you almost have less of a craving. You know, the mid-afternoon slump, you don't have that, oh, I need a coffee. Or even mid-morning, by the time sort of the morning coffee's worn off, you don't have the, oh, I need to go back to the to the... Starbucks to pick up the next fix. So the other benefit that I find, or I found from dropping it entirely, so because coffee is subject, like most drugs, to tolerance and withdrawal, tolerance meaning you require more and more of the drug to get the same effect, and withdrawal meaning the negative effects that you get from stopping the drug, is that once I'd come off it fully, I found that I was I had more stable energy levels and I was just more awake 
than I had been previously, even while still drinking coffee. So that was the <laughs> point where I had had so much that I needed coffee just to get up to my baseline levels of alertness. It's awful really when the you stress. think of it like that. Terrible. Mm. But now when I do have one, it's like rocket fuel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so powerful. I, I don't know. Did you experience any resensitization when you started to reintroduce it or cycle it? Not so much from that. Um, I, the one time that I've definitely experienced that, this is a bit of a, a nuclear example. I went for a period of time when I was competing in powerlifting. I'd go for two or three weeks beforehand with tiny, tiny levels of caffeine during the day. So that on the day of the competition, I could use a large, large dose oh, of caffeine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, to be honest, like up to probably up to a gram is the most I've ever had across a day, which is a lot, a lot of caffeine. But the certainly the way that you feel while competing is a huge, huge difference, huge difference. And it's worth mentioning that because there are certainly benefits to both coffee and to caffeine. And also to tea, but there are there are health benefits of coffee independent of the caffeine, mm. and there are performance benefits of caffeine. So improving training performance is one of them for sure. Yeah, reducing your fatigue, both the subjective sense of fatigue, but also your exos- your your measurable performance in terms of fatigue and rep performance. Uh, it reduces your pain tolerance. Great when you're competing, for example, mm. and improves your metabolic rate and your mood. But the downside is that. Over time, if you're taking too much of it consistently, those benefits will start to fall off mm-hmm. or you would require more and more to get the same thing. And that also means more and more of the negative side effects, which are the reduction in REM sleep, the increase in anxiety, the reduction in vitamin D absorption that I mentioned. And that is very um, risky because we're often on the cusp of vitamin D deficiency in general, especially in this country. Unless you like living on the equator. Exactly, unless you're just outside, topless. Get on the the Americanos. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Um, Do you remember reading an article by, is it Steve Pavlina? Yep. So, I I don't even know how popular he is. I remember we read loads of his stuff way way back when. Smart guy. Back in the day. So he had two, he had articles that I found really interesting. One on waking up early and how to cultivate that as a habit. And the other one on giving up caffeine. And he saw them as being habits that had to be practiced together. So he was saying that one of the reasons why people feel such a need to sleep in at the weekend or struggle to get to bed at night is the the way that we falsely interact with our circadian rhythms with like fake artificial light and huge amounts of caffeine. Um, and so he was arguing that one of the one of the reasons why people struggle to give up coffee, but in particular, is it's the attachment to a nice warm drink first thing in the morning. Mm. You know, it's not actually necessarily the 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 alertness that you get because it's not if you try going a morning without caffeine so circle 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 back around with to what i said in was it the previous episode the salt in the water yeah so one of the hypotheses around that is that one of the reasons you feel groggy in the morning and a bit slow to wake up is dehydration so the theory behind salt in water is it's a way to very quickly get yourself back up to baseline hydrated state and i'd imagine you feel more awake after having the salt and lemon than after a coffee yeah so even after even then after a coffee so it's 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 probably about the same wow which suggests that you know because realistically for caffeine to reach peak you aren't experiencing that well even though it feels like it you aren't experiencing that five minutes after your first sip of coffee i think it's around 30 minutes yeah yeah so maybe 40 but a lot of people have a sip of coffee and they're like ah i feel great but actually 
you know, maybe that's the hydration. And there's an argument to say that having a big lump of a strong drug first thing in the morning when cortisol is already high mm. is one of the ways to just make yourself feel more anxious at a time when it's probably quite stressful for most people as well. So trying to go a morning without a drink feels very di feels pretty difficult to do. Try going a morning by just replacing coffee with something else. Even if it's like hot water or like herbal tea, you'll probably notice a lot of the same benefits. So he spoke about that, about replacing coffee with a another drink. And you'll find as well that it allows you to regulate your sleep much, much easier. There'll be less of this staying up late, can't fall asleep, or less of it is less of it, less of the difficulty to wake Definitely. up. Definitely. I remember um, sleeping worse, mid mm. midnight wakings, uh, and very, very hard to wake up in the morning, exhausted at night, or, <laughs> or the opposite, insomnia. Right. Um, whereas now sleep isn't an issue with the less mm. caffeine that I have. And if I do have one, even if it's in the morning, there is still a notable impact on sleep in the evening. So maybe that's because I'm overly sensitive to it now that I've gone so cold turkey. But in terms of putting this all together for you, if you're somebody like Johnny who drinks four, five coffees a day, try the decaf approach. Try cycling it in and out. You'll find that when you come back to it, you enjoy it more because it's no longer a crutch. It's something that you can come to enjoy. Um, and it also allow you to restore some of the benefits that you get from it, some of the performance enhancers and, and the cognitive Im improvements as well. Again, this is the studies to show that people who regularly drink coffee and then don't are cognitively uh, inhibited and perform worse on cognitive tasks than if they were at baseline. So, yes, it can improve it in the short... It, it, coffee can improve your cognition if you're not used to it, but then if you are used to it and you stop, it will worsen your cognition so the, i think the way to take this approach long term if you feel like coffee's a problem um, but you don't fancy giving it up forever once you've got yourself to where it's you're mostly drinking decaf or herbal tea or something with a very low caffeine content using caffeinated coffee strategically so either you have you allow yourself a caffeinated coffee first thing in the morning or when you get to work a bit later on in the morning or pre-training if your training isn't in the evening or in the afternoon so similarly, if you yeah, so as Johnny said, this is either post post cycle, so you've you've gone on to decafs, or if you're just not a big coffee drinker, but you want to get some of the performance benefits from caffeine, have a coffee before you train, and then at least you're getting best of both worlds. Now, we recommend avoiding pre workouts like the plague because the amount of caffeine in them will dwarf your daily coffee coffee intake. Yeah. By far, often these pre-workout supplements have four to six hundred milligrams of caffeine, and yeah, they absolutely work. They'll blow your head off, and you'll perform well in the gym. But having both used pre-workouts in the past, you find that the first ten sessions that you've had maybe <laughs> from using pre-workouts are great, and then eventually you get to the point where you're just taking them to have a normal session, and then <laughs> if you don't have it, you turn up and you're like, I can't be asked to train at all. Yeah. So interesting. So borrowing that energy and time from somewhere. Yeah, definitely. On the diagram that we've got here in week one, there's two caffeinated coffees and a decaf uh, in the first week. And you've, you've noted that as being 160 milligrams of coffee. It's actually 163. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I'll I, thought, you. I thought you were pulling me up. No, on no, 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 no. <laughs> so just a knocko that's sold in the gym that I go to. Um, we know loads of people who drink those things just mm. as like a leisurely drink. I think they have 180 milligrams in. Yeah. Which I think because it's like... So you've doubled your... Well, we don't have any context, do you? Like if you don't know 
how much caffeine is in things like 180 it doesn't seem like a lot it's like it? when you're telling people who don't lift and they're like oh how much do you lift and you're like you could be like oh, 37 and they'd be like oh, Whoa, <laughs> i think anything over 100 is seen as being you know like well i weigh how 80 much do you kilos do that? 105 Whoa, what <laughs> like 105 is not it's not actually a very impressive deadlift mm. so unless you know you know like what's a reasonable amount of caffeine then yeah I, yeah i mean you have it, it, I've seen, I've definitely seen people have two of those in a session. By I mean, God. it's just it's just up to the numbers that you were saying. It was three hundred and something, four hundred and something, five hundred and something grams, uh, milligrams, not grams. My God, um, there was that study, Northumbria University, where they got. So they were fined four hundred thousand pounds because they were testing effects of caffeine on maybe exercise performance, and they gave their participants thirty grams of caffeine as opposed to three hundred milligrams. So they made a one hundred fold error in their dosing. Now, the main thing, unless it was IV, the main thing that I don't understand how anyone didn't pick up on is that caffeine powder tastes like ass. It's oh, so bitter. And so... It, it overwhelms the flavour of anything. Even in 200 milligrams yeah, of the, of yeah. the powder. So even, even Noco, you, you taste it and you, when you drink it, you're like... It's a bit caffeine-y. Yeah. Like, that's got caffeine And in. that's 180 milligrams. Yeah. So to have 30 grams, it would be the bitterest thing you've ever... Oh, like... yeah. Well, so if you put... Like, like, no, no, it's fine. Just drink it. If you've ever bought... Like, we, we've... I, in fact, I definitely don't recommend doing this, so do not do this, but buying caffeine powder from my protein or a supplement company, and you get a tiny, tiny little scoop with it and a big red warning saying, like, do not exceed recommended dose. But putting a... Like, what is basically a pinch... Even if you use a heaped one rather than a yeah, flat one. Yeah, put that like... into a protein shake, like a regular regular flavoured protein shake. You cannot taste the protein shake, you just <laughs> taste caffeine. So yeah, consuming that combined with like 30, what 30 grams must look like. Yeah. And no one's looked at it and thought. It's a scoop of whey. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it is a... Caffeine is a powerful, powerful thing that should be should be used appropriately and managed if you feel at all dependent on it. That's it. So, guys, let us know if you have any questions for us. We will do our best to get back to you and to address them. If it's a, if it's a good enough question, we will do a full podcast just for you. So, shoot us a message, admin at propanefitness.com, and we will speak to you next week. See ya. Hey, Johnny again. Hope you enjoyed that episode of the Propane Fitness Podcast. Just a short reminder, if you're listening to this driving in your car and you're thinking, man, I really wish I had a reference that they made in minute five or 10 or whatever to that thing that they were talking about. Well, we, we put together show notes for these podcasts every single week. We give you timestamps, we give you links to things we talk about, and we also give chances to grab free things, bonuses, etc. So head over to propanefitness.com and grab the show notes for this episode over there. Also, if you want to be notified of these podcasts when they come out, if you want free subscribe, subscriber-only benefits, stick your email address in and grab our free downloads, one of the many free downloads if you go to propanefitness.com and the homepage. There's a big red banner on the top of the website. Pick up that free ebook, that free download, and we'll send you emails whenever a new podcast is available. Just one short reminder as well. As you are a podcast listener, you have access to our exclusive free gift that is available nowhere else. And that is at propinfitness.com forward slash gift. Yeah.